happening? What's happening? Ooh, wait. We back again, family. Did you miss me? Bit by thing. First off, ladies and gentlemen, first off, first off, first off. I want to welcome everybody. First off, we want to welcome everybody to the Plugged In Experience. And uh, we're about ready to kick this thing off, ladies and gentlemen. We're about ready to kick this thing off. First of all, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Plugged In, to where we plug you in with the information that you need in order to make you successful. Uh, Giving you all of the information, the hottest tips, the hottest info, uh, to get your business, uh, whether it's a product or a service, off the ground, giving you everything that you would need in order to make the upcoming year. You can finish out this year with the bank, uh, or you can start off your next year with the bank as well. So let's get right off to this because I got a lot of information to give you. I have a lot of information to give you in a short time to give it to you in. As always, you know, we're always behind the eight ball, but I got so much and I want to give it all to you. Uh, but first, let's pay some bills. Uh, if you haven't gotten your copy of Swimming with a Shark, ladies and gentlemen, you only have 24 hours left to get it at the on-sale price right now of $9.99. $9.99 is on, uh, available on Amazon. The link will be in the description. Uh, where you guys can click onto it and get it. It's uh, including myself and eight other authors. It's nine rising entrepreneurs in their particular industries and field. Uh, let me make sure the light doesn't echo on this uh, or gives another uh, shadow. But uh, you guys can get this book right here. It is nine entrepreneurs and business owners who are revealing their stories on how they got started and how they came up. So if you haven't gotten a copy of this, it's on sale right now for $9.99. The eBooks are also loaded up as well. If you don't want to get the hard copy and you just want to download it to your iPad or your i, uh, uh, whatever, your notebook, then you can also get it at that price too, at $9.99. You only have 24 hours left, ladies and gentlemen, then it's going back to $15.99. So grab your copies now. Uh, to everyone who's already bought a copy, uh, we're right now over a thousand copies sold. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please, once you get through reading the book, leave us a review on Amazon to let us know what you got out of it. Swimming with the Shark, ladies and gentlemen, my fifth book that's been released with nine other collaborating authors, and and this book is awesome. This book is awesome. All right, let's get right off into this, ladies and gentlemen, because today's episode. I am going to be going in detail and telling you, um, if you're already an existing business owner, how you can get booked on podcasts like mine, uh, as well as radio shows, as well as TV shows. I'm going to be giving you the inside. I'm plugging you in with the inside, the inside action. Uh, man, why is this light not coming in right? I want to make sure I get this background straight for you guys. All right, let's do it that way. Um, giving you all of the inside information and scoops on, on how you can uh, get booked on podcasts, radio shows, and TV shows. So let's get straight off into this. 
Um, now, the one of the things that you want to do first, ladies and gentlemen, is the podcast, the radio show, or the TV show. Or, um, and I say TV show because I'm talking strictly local. I'm talking about local uh, shows, radio shows in your city, uh, in your state, where you can get booked on easy. Producers and project managers are always on the hunt for new uh, guests to come onto the show. Uh, I don't know if you guys follow me on Facebook. If you do follow me on Facebook, I am going to show you that everything that I'm telling you today, ladies and gentlemen, is the exact same things that I have done uh, in my own uh, history, in my own past, that I can tell you firsthand of how it's being done and how I myself were booked on several shows, uh, several networks as well, promoting and talking about the uh, uh, my program, my system, as well as my books and my other businesses as well. So, so uh, if you guys can see this, I'm going to share this with you. Um, uh, of course, you know that the books that I sell are all featured on Amazon, but here's the thing that I want to show you guys here. CBS, Fox, NBC, Yes, ladies and gentlemen, yes, yes, yours truly has been on these networks um, and been, have been putting the information out there about what I do all over the country. And it's very easy, ladies and gentlemen, because wherever you live, guaranteed, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you live, there is a CBS network there, a CBS station there, a uh, Fox network that is there, uh, uh, NBC, ABC, uh, WB is another one that you can get booked on, uh, uh, and the CW, I guess that's what they call it now, the CW, uh, and, and all of these networks, especially now if you're in larger cities, you can get booked onto these networks as well, uh, especially if you're in a larger city, uh, because they have all of these networks uh, television networks and radio stations there. Now, even if you now you're crossing over into radio, every city, every town has a radio station, ladies and gentlemen. Now, radio is easier to get booked on uh, than even TV and a lot of podcasts nowadays. Now, so if I was to rank these, I would say radio, podcast, and television. But now, the greatest part about all three of these platforms. The greatest thing about all three of these platforms is we all have audiences that has a further reach to get your business, your book, uh, whether in your business, if you have a product or a service, uh, if you don't mind traveling and you want to get outside of your local area, radio, TV, and podcasts are the best way to do. If you have a book that you're trying to push and promote, definitely radio and TV are the easiest ones to uh, to push that book. Now, uh, and I'm going to be giving you the inside secrets. Not the inside secrets. I don't like saying secrets. But the information that has been withheld from a lot of us over a period of time, um, I'm going to be giving you guys that, this information as of today. So if you're not catching it live and you're catching this on the replay, you definitely want to have you a pen and paper because as always, after the show goes live, I pull that down and then there's only the podcast links that are up. So you would have to go to the podcast to rehear this information that I'm about to give you now. So ladies and gentlemen, I've been 
working for you guys. I hope everyone had a, a good gathering uh, on last Thursday. Uh, we're going to stop screen sharing. I hope that everyone had a great gathering, uh, family with your family and friends last Thursday. Uh, and I hope that the food that you received was a nourishment to your body and the uh, fellowship was good for your spirits. So let's get off into this, ladies and gentlemen. Again, grab your pen and paper, and we're going to get right back busy. Uh, now, how to get booked to promote your book or your business. Uh, and here's number one. Number one, ladies and gentlemen, you want to think outside the box. Think about what you want to talk about, not what your book or your business is about. Now, why is that so important? You want to think outside the box and just anytime, even when you go out to eat, if you think this way, when you go out to eat dinner, there's an appetizer that the restaurant tries to get you to order before the main course. So as it is in trying to get booked to promote, to promote your business or your book. You want to give an appetizer, ladies and gentlemen, and that's just, and this is thinking outside the box. You want to make that segment of that particular show go a little bit long. And I'm going to try to fix this uh, screen here. Um, you want to make it go a little bit long so it can be a little bit interesting. There we go. Right there. So you want to make it a little bit interesting. Now, and you, but you don't want to jump right off into your business or your book. You want to think outside the box and you want to uh, make the show, whatever that show's topic or that show's platform, you want to tie in your book or your business. Uh, don't turn your segment into an infomercial, which is one. Uh, if you've seen my podcast where I've had guests come on, I don't do scripted uh, uh, so shows or episodes. One, because when it's so scripted, to me, it's kind of robotic. It's all left, right, left, in, out, you know, forward, backwards. It's so robotic that sometimes uh, um, it doesn't come off authentic. Now, I don't get off into to, to my guests' personal life or anything like that. I keep it strictly business, motivational, and inspirational. Because if you know your business, you don't need a script to talk about something that you already know. So carry that into your pitch when you are trying to get booked on these radio shows and these TV shows, uh, uh, as, as well as different podcasts. Don't don't make it scripted. You want to come off to your people, uh, to the audience as authentic and real. You know what you know, ladies and gentlemen, and nobody can take away what you know. Be real with them. Uh, you want to use a chapter. If you now if you've had a book out, you want to use a chapter in that book. Now, what would we mean? What do we mean by this? And uh, like in, in in swimming with the shark, and I'm just going to use this as an example. In swimming with the shark. There are, are, are several stories in here, but if I was to promote th this on to a TV show or a uh, radio show or even another podcast, I would relate the story that I use about when I had my first paper route at the age of 11. And I shared in that story uh, um, how I, I was used to carry the old uh, newspaper uh, sacks. 
There was a cross, cross over your shoulder sack, and we filled that up with all the papers. But on that paper route, in my little 11-year-old, 75, 85-pound body, it became very taxing to go up and down the hill and walk all of those houses in that neighborhood. So in, in the story, I shared how um, one of the, the my, my customers had a little red wagon that was out on the side of the road for trash to pick up. So I picked up that little red wagon, brought it back to the house because my father was a jack of all trades. And we we painted we we uh, he wound up repainting that fire truck, and we had some old lawnmowers that was on the side back in by by his uh, work shed, and we put those lawnmower tires on that uh, wagon, and I got that wagon to rolling to where instead of putting all of the papers into that newspaper sack, I put it into my red wagon, and then I can cover that up, hold that down, and then I can pull that wagon all over that neighborhood. So it's stories like that that has nothing to do with the the it's in the book, but the the relation in that story is there's always a way if we think outside the box. That would have so if I was on a radio show or a TV show, I would have been sharing that story with the listeners to let them know, hey, listen. Even at a young age as that, which there is no age on starting a business. You don't have, you can be 11, year old, 11 years old and start a business. You can be 81 years old and start a business. There is no age requirement on starting a business, but you just have to think outside the box. Now, uh, uh, so you want to use a chapter or use a story uh, that's close to you that you can relate to the audience in order to move them. And you want to tie that in with what you are doing as a company, as a business. Uh, producers are always looking for people that can provide content and boost the show's settings, ratings. Now, when you are going out to get booked on TV shows and radio shows and podcasts, you want to think of that particular show and not your business. So your business and your book and promoting your business or your book or your products or your service is secondary. But what you want to convey and get over to get that booking is you want to think, how can I make this show one of the best episodes that they've ever had? And the way to do that is, again, you want to find out from those producers because producers are always looking for people. Producers, project managers, uh, booking managers, uh, uh, TV networks, radio program managers. They're always looking for somebody to bring onto the show because it, it, it livens up and spices up the show. Popular shows like The Breakfast Club with uh, Charlemagne the God and Angela Yee and DJ Envy. They have various artists and various people come onto the show because they want to keep the show lively. They want to keep it exciting. They want to keep it fun. This is what keeps their audience constantly coming back and engaging. Now, don't be boring. That's one thing you don't want to do. You don't be boring. Don't turn the episode into a commercial uh, for your product. Or, uh, and even so, some cases... Some people don't show up. 
Now, this is another sure way for you to get onto a show the easy way. The easiest way is uh, um, ask those promoters, ask those producers, ask those pro uh, uh, program directors if they have any last minute cancellations. When you exchange your information, they can call you as a last minute fill in. Now, if you're going to go that approach, ladies and gentlemen, you got to be sitting on G waiting on O. You got to be ready to go at any moment because there are always last minute cancellations and they need somebody. Sometimes you only get a 30 minutes notice and that's as much time for you to get from home to the studio or get from home to the radio station. Now, if it's far enough out, 100 miles, quite naturally, you're not going to be there in 30 minutes if it's over 100 miles. But you can always be ready to get on the phone and do a phone interview. Now, then in that particular case, ladies and gentlemen, you got to show enough, bring it because they can't see you, but they can hear you. Now, radio, you can't see anything on radio. A lot of times now they're doing like the radio podcast, radio, radio slash podcast to where they have the cameras coming to the radio station and then they can record you kind of like, again, like the Breakfast Club, uh, Sway, uh, uh, Sway 45 uh, um, and all of these di different particular type of shows, especially up around New York area where you got the hot 105s and all that, even in Atlanta with V103. Uh, you'll see a lot of those episodes, especially with Ricky Smiley. Ricky Smiley has brought the cameras into the, the radio station now. So not only are you hearing them, but his audience has a chance to always go back on the YouTube or go to their podcast section and then watch it live. So in that particular regard, ladies and gentlemen, again, even being, you got to always be ready. So you got to be able to fix yourself up real quick and be able to go live and then pop. Make it memorable, make it fun, make it enjoyable, and still push your product out there, whether it's a business or a book. Uh, you can always ask the producers, uh, what can I do to give you a really good show? And they'll tell you. And now here's the thing why a lot of people don't want to do it. Some people get in front of that camera and they freeze up. Uh, it's a funny thing. And it has happened. It has happened. It's kind of the same way as if you're on stage and, and, and you're seeing all of those eyes looking at you and, 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 you, you, and your brain automatically goes uh, uh, into flight mode because you don't want to mess up and you don't want to come across as you don't know what you're doing. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, I would encourage anybody, if you have a Toastmasters uh, in your area, Take you some Toastmaster classes. They can show you how to get comfortable speaking in front of an audience or in front of the cameras. So you don't be sitting here fidgeting and jumping and bumping and then you're twiddling your thumbs and then you, you pan with your face and your ears and all this kind of stuff. You know, all of these classes teach you, Toastmaster classes teaches you how you can be in control and how you can just make it like you're having a conversation with a person. All right? All right, establish a rapport. And wait for the producers to give you the green light to bring out your book. You can have, uh, now, uh, anytime that I've been on the radio station or uh, I've been on two TV stations, uh, I always bring about 10 of these. 
Now you can ask, um, you can ask how many people are in the studio. And these are gifts. And you want to say that this is a gift on the air. You can say, hey, look, you know, I brought some copies, extra copies to pass out to the workers here. And I want you guys to read it and give your honest opinion about it and then post about it. And then leave it with them. Leave, leave them the copies. Give everybody in there a copy of your book or give everybody one of your business cards or the service or the product that you provide. You always want to give your website, your email address, how people can get in touch with you, your phone number in some cases. Now, I do know if you have a Google account, Google will give you a business phone number. So you don't have to worry about people calling your personal cell phone number and all this kind of stuff and it's ringing off the hook. You can set up the times when that business line goes active. All right. Now, let's get up into the next one. Ask if they ever have cancellations. I just went over that. Uh, if they And they always do, ladies and gentlemen. They always have last minute cancellations. So they're always looking for somebody to do a quick fill in. You just got to go in there and shine like the star that you are. Uh, pay attention to the local and national events uh, and build on that to fit it into your content. Be aware of the events that's constantly going on around your area. And you can easily tie that in because you can give a plug to that particular event, hoping that they're listening or they're watching the show. And then they will, in turn, when you give your information, your contact information, they will, in turn, give you a call and have you come out there to speak. It has happened. It has happened. So uh, this is why you want to be aware of your local and your national events that's going around, because you never know. And especially if you're on a television network where you're part of NBC, ABC, CBS, or whatever the affiliates, they also have affiliate substations that you can go to, especially if it's a syndicated show. If it's a syndicated show, it's broadcast more than just your local area. Uh, what makes you different? What's different about you? Um, think, of, think of a book or an angle that makes you different. Now, you got to understand, even in my particular market here, uh, so, a social media influencer or a social media marketer, there are hundreds of thousands of us. But you always have to think in a pool or a, a pond that's that small with a lot of fish in it, what makes me different? Mm. Well, I'm going to tell you what makes me different than any other podcaster and any other social media marketer or influencer that's out there. I give you the information of what you need in order to make you successful. I already understand that the money is a byproduct. So as long as I keep giving people information of things that I have gone through myself, I can't give you any information to talk about something that I haven't done. But I give you the information of what I have already gone through. To sum this all up, I give you the blueprint. I give you the roadmap of guiding you through the landfill or the minefield. I guide you through the minefield so you don't step on the bombs that I have already stepped on. 
So it is my goal and it is my wish and my aim that I get you to the path of success faster than what it took me. I have been in this business world ever since 1995. Those of you who know me, you guys know that already. I've been grinding for a long time. I made a lot of mistakes. I know what I know because I messed up a lot. So, and if I can tell you the things that I have done that messed up, that I did when I messed up and that pushed me back and made me have to stop, made me have to create the reset button multiple times. I can give you that information. That's why we call this show Plugged In. I want to plug you in to the information so it will take you a shorter time to get there than it did me. Uh, so come up with a way that makes you different or not even come up with a way just tell the people, tell the producers, tell the program, the managers, what makes you different. They have a thousand people pitching them about getting on the show. Everybody wants their, their five minutes of fame. But what makes you different? So put some thought into that when you're contacting them. Piggyback on celebs. <clears throat> Piggyback on to celebrities. Let me give you some examples, and you guys have already probably seen this, and, and, and you see it over and over and over and over again. On every television network right now, every news outlet, every radio station, every talk show, I generally don't do it. I did one, and, and my subject matter was, let's get back to the money. If you guys caught that podcast, I said, let's get back to the money. But everybody right now is jumping on either Donald Trump, Kanye West, or Kyrie Irving. And it's not all celebrities because they only want to piggyback and jump on the ones that's going to make their show hot. You guys remember Brett Favre? Brett Favre stole $4.1 million from the citizens of Mississippi, the residents of Mississippi. That conversation was only hot for about 24 hours. So, but nobody talked about that as much as they did Kanye West and Kyrie Irving. Because those two celebrities even outpaced Donald Trump's uh, going on. Herschel Walker is another one. You'll find that a lot of, well, and primarily that's mostly local. So if you're in the Georgia area watching this podcast, if you want to get onto that, uh, 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 you can jump on that train with Herschel. Oh my God, Herschel Walker. <laughs> I've even posted some, some uh, content about that myself. One, I use it as a way and a platform to teach my, my clients what not to do. Herschel Walker is a prime example of what not to do in public. One, don't bite off more than you can chew. So if I was promoting uh, Swimming with a Shark, the first thing I would do and relate this to, to Herschel Walker is don't get in over your head, ladies and gentlemen. 
Prepare yourself for positions waiting for you. And if you are not prepared, then that position won't fit you. You will go in and already understood that this is you're in over your head. So I would relate that story with Kanye West. If I was going to tie in what's going on with Kanye West, I would first tell a lot of people to first don't just take what's put out there without researching it for yourself. A lot of people throw around this word anti-Semitism and they don't even know what a a Semitic person is. They don't know who the people of Semitic tribes are. They just automatically take it that it's the Jewish people. But black or white, And I'm just going to, I'm just giving you this as an example, because this is what I would do if I was on a show or radio show or TV show. My first thing is, is give me the definition of what a Semitic person is in order for me to know what I am anti-Semitic against. Mm. Oh, that's number one. I guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, that would be the show of all shows, especially if I was on it. Because anybody that knows me, y'all know that I am always prepared. Now, especially in the teachings uh, 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 of my school of thought is I'm prepared to kill any conversation with any, in, any, in the least amount of time with nothing but facts. So my question would be to that host is, first, tell me what Semitic is. So I will know what anti-Semitic is because anytime you attach the word anti to anything, it means against. So, but when people start bringing out what the definition of a Semitic people are, you will find out yourself that I can't be anti-Semitic because that means that I will be anti-myself. But people don't even know what the word Semitic is. So therefore, they just take that Semitic or anti-Semitism means particularly against the Jewish people. But that's the furthest thing from the truth. And the reason why it is that people keep latching on and latching on and latching on and they're blowing up their platforms and they're blowing up their radio stations and they're blowing up their uh, TV shows. Is because no, not one of them out of all of those journalistic degrees, nobody ever even brought up what the word means. Mm. So if I was on a show, I would tie in and piggyback off of those celebs. We all do it. Well, I have done it once, and you can go back and fact check that. Out of all of my podcasts, I stay away from those areas because. That's not making me any money. But if I was on a TV show or a radio show or even another podcast, it will blow the doors off of their show. So be familiar and and understand what is going on when you're piggybacking attached to celebs. Um, Find a celeb and work. And, and work them into your 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 book or your business. It doesn't have to be uh, exact, but if they are a hot topic, people will tune in and wait and wanting to know what you're talking about.
especially if you have a platform to where, I mean, I have 7,500 uh, listeners just on one page. Another page, I have another 4,000 subscribers and listeners. So all in, I'm close to about 16,000 people that tune in to this show, whether they watch it live on this platform or they're watching it on another one. When I'm streaming here, uh, I have five other pages that I have streaming automatic at this time. So I don't get discouraged at the numbers that's not coming, showing up on Facebook because I'm also on Instagram. I'm also on Apple Pod. I'm also on Spotify. I'm also streaming off of iHeart. I'm also streaming off of, I got 14 platforms that I stream on. Five, I can only do audio. I mean, not audio, but visual. So, but again, I'm when you're streaming across that many platforms, you, you you have to make your show engaging and interesting. Some some people just won't listen on some platforms. They don't want to know. But uh, uh, you want to be aware about that and tie that all in. Uh, it's also a way to promote your book without much notice because you can sneak it in, ladies and gentlemen. You can sneak it in by simply saying, you know, yes, this is one of the things that I talk about in my book, Swimming with the Shark how to stay focused on the money and don't be distracted about everything that's going on outside of you that's not making you any money. I don't care about what people are talking about in the neighborhood, about who shot who, what went on at the club, and who did that. So in my book, I tell people to stay focused on the agenda. Only one thing, it only takes one thing to get you to sidestep and be distracted, and then you've lost a whole day of business because we allow an outside distraction or an outside thing to get us off of our path. And then sometimes in business, one day of being unproductive sets you back weeks. Mm. Keep that, let that marinate and sizzle in your spirit. Be timely. Different times of the year, uh, uh, notice, be aware of the time. We just finished up with the gathering last Thursday. Some people call that Thanksgiving in the urban community. We call that the gathering. Uh, again, with what I know about the holiday, the so-called holiday Thanksgiving, under that title, if you talk to a native uh, Aborigine person of this land here in the West, they don't look at Thanksgiving as a day to be thankful. <laughs> <laughs> so I would tie that into, especially if I have a product or a service, I want to know the holidays that surrounded that because the only ones who really and honestly celebrate that are westernized people here in the United States of America. But when this big melting pot, ladies and gentlemen, all cultures don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Now, we call it the gathering because most of the times it's a huge family reunion outside of a family reunion. It's more or less for the immediate families. Not all of your aunts and uncles and cousins and all of that kind of stuff, but it's more or less for that single family. So it's mama, daddy, all of the children, your brothers and sisters, and your children and your grandchildren. So it's mostly, that's why we call it the gathering, because it's the gathering of just your family. 
It's not everybody. Now, the family reunion is everybody. All your aunts and uncles and your cousins and your second and third cousins and your cousins through marriage and all of that. That's the family reunion. But what you, what most people call Thanksgiving, others call that just the gathering. And we're thankful for what has happened to the family. But those of us who know the origins and the beginnings of Thanksgiving, again, you, you y'all see how I did that? I tied in the history of Thanksgiving, talking about how to get booked on a show. Huh? You see how you can do that? You can drop in little things like that, and it keeps the audience engaged because the average person didn't know that Thanksgiving was a massacre. Mm. See, Thanksgiving was a massacre. Ask the Aboriginal people, which some of y'all call Indians. We know that they're not Indians. We, we know that that word Indian is a derogatory term. They'll never accept that. Some people say Native Americans, but they were they were here before America was called America. So even your natives, the Aboriginal people of this land, don't even call themselves Native Americans. Because how can you be Native Americans if the term America came after you were even, they were here hundreds of years after? See? See how you can tie that in real quick. Now, um, uh, here we go. Number 14. If you wrote a book on tax prep, I'm just giving you an example on this. If you wrote a book on tax prep, talk about things that people do all year that can help them at tax season. So if you wrote a book and you're talking and, and you are a tax prep person, or if you are a credit repair person, you have a credit repair business, you want to talk about everything that the person can do that's leading up to why you wrote this book. So if you are a tax prep or tax preparer and you file, you, you are either a CPA, an accountant or whatever you want to call it, and you do taxes, you want to tell, you want to drop little gold nuggets of information of things that people can do during the year that they can write off on their income taxes at the end of the year and get that money back. Again, if that was me on that show, the same thing that I do with you guys on Plugged In. I tell you how you can uh, start a company, get you an LLC, get registered and then sell all of your personal possessions to that business. Get everything out of your name. I tell people to get everything out of their name because now it stops being a liability and then it becomes an asset. So if you are a tax preparing person, that is one of the things that you can give to the people when you're on these shows is tell them all the little things that they didn't know. You can tell them that they can write off their utilities as a tax write-off. You can tell them that they can write their rent or their mortgage or their lease. They can write all of these things off. How are you going to write them off? Start you and create you an LLC. Get your, your lease or your rent, your rental agreement under the business name. 
have the business rent your apartment or your house, and then your business pays the rent and the mortgage because at that particular point in time, ladies and gentlemen, it becomes an asset because it is, it is a working entity inside of your business. So if I was a tax preparer, I would drop that and showcase that on these shows. You'd be surprised how many people will start calling you when they listening to that episode or that segment on the radio or on a podcast or on a TV network. Because as of right now, they don't know that they can do that. They don't know that they can write off 98% of the things that they do every day. Ladies and gentlemen, I can show you how to write your whole entire vacation off as tax deductible. I was just sharing that information with a friend of mine, and I was telling her that it don't even matter. You can turn a vacation into a tax taxable write-off by simply calling it a business retreat. Ooh. Ooh. Most people don't know that. You can write off your vacation as a tax deduction by not calling it a vacation, but a company retreat. Now, there are some things that you would have to do in order to write that off as a taxable write-off. But ladies and gentlemen, again, 97%, 97, 98% of the things that we do every day is tax deductible. Why is that? Because the tax code was written for the wealthy. Hmm? The tax codes were written for businesses. Now, I see that I have a lot of people are popping in and out. I want to make sure that everybody can hear me good. So I'm going to check this out and make sure that the everything is going smooth on the phone. Because this podcast here, ooh, this is one of the good ones, ladies and gentlemen. This is the one that you don't want to miss and don't want to play with because I'm going to show some, somebody who's listening to this, even if you're catching it live now, you're going to catch it on the replay. This is going to... Uh, 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 put somebody in the driver's seat. So I want to make sure that this is coming across good. Uh, but anyway, 97, 98% of the things that um, that we do are, uh, are able to be written off. 97, 98% of the things that... Uh, okay, the sound is perfect. So I do know that I'm coming across to you guys great. So now, but... Uh, um, if, if, if you are if you are a person who is uh, into credit repair, you can tell uh, if you get booked on a show, a radio show, a podcast or a TV show, you can tell people how you can just drop little golden nuggets of information of things that they can do in order to keep their credit good. You can give just enough so the listeners of that show will start ringing your phone, start emailing you. And this is why uh, being on platforms like that are great. Uh, they are a great business move. They are a great outstanding business move. Plus, that's something that nobody can ever take about you. And then you too can put onto your social media platform that you've been on ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, the CW, WB, 
You can be on all of these platforms. Now, once you've been on there, nobody can take that away from you. When you've been featured in Forbes magazine, when you've been featured in U.S. Newsweek, when you've been, well, uh, uh, New U.S. News or Newsweek or Men's Health magazine, you can put all of those things onto your uh, social media platforms because now it lends you credibility that you have been across the national stages. And nobody can take that away from you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you wrote a book, uh, okay, we already covered that. Be funny. Be funny. That also ties into the flip side of don't be boring. I mean, use your natural God-given gifts to be funny. I share a lot of times uh, 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 when I'm speaking uh, my childhood stories. I share a lot of times uh, my childhood stories. Some of y'all who know the way that I grew up and the way that I was raised, y'all knew that I was raised holding this in the church. And there were some funny stories that I got bukus. I'm talking about I got an arsenal of stories, man, just coming up in the church. That now I didn't understand what was going on back then. And it was fun. It's funny now, especially the way that I tell it or the way that I deliver it. It's funny. But it wasn't funny back then. It was serious business. I remember, listen, <laughs> I'm just going to tell y'all this right. All right growing up, uh, uh, and anybody know, well, back then they used to call it sanctified. Sanctified, holy roller, you know, whatever the term might have might, been. Uh, they were that term. So you were sanctified when I was growing up. And we was growing, my mother was on every auxiliary board that it was. And, it was, and mama, if you're watching, you know I'm telling the truth. Mama was on every auxiliary board. So we were literally in church Sunday through Saturday. Uh, it was uh, Sunday was regular service. Then we had uh, six o'clock YPWW. Monday, it was some board that was meeting, whether it was the missionary board or the prayer warriors. Tuesday, it was Bible study. It was the only church that had Bible study on Tuesday instead of Wednesday like everybody else. But Tuesday was Bible study, uh, uh, which we call Bible band. Wednesday was the choir rehearsal. That was the big choir. They had rehearsal. Thursday night was prayer warriors night. So it was always going to somebody's house to pray. And then Friday, which we were the only church in, I know we were the only church probably in the whole entire state. We had, instead of having Wednesday night service, we had Friday night service. And that was when all of the basketball games and football games. So y'all know where I was. Not at the football games or the basketball games. Not yet anyway, but I figured out how to get there. I'm going to tell y'all that story. But anyway, Friday night, and then on Saturday, we was back at church again because we had the youth choir. So, and, and I used to try to get out of it. I used to try to get my dad, daddy, man, tell mama now I don't want to go to church tonight. I got to study. <laughs> now, my daddy... I used to call him a punk. <laughs> hey, for real. Hey, he, we wasn't a punk by a long shot. But I used to call He was scared of my mama, though. Because first thing, he will be like, hey, y'all better do what your mama say. Be like, man, do you know Night Rider is coming on TV tonight? We got to go to church. So I used to tell my mama, mama, I can't study with all that boogity boogity going on in there. And they be jumping and shouting and running all over the place. Literally, my church used to have devotion for a whole hour. It was like going to a concert when you came to my church growing up. And she was like, get back there in one of them Sunday school classrooms. What? If I can't study in the church, I can't study in the classroom. That was just torture. 
Then you go back there, you try to be hard, you know, and this was predated cell phones. So you didn't have nobody to talk to. So you in the Sunday school classroom freezing to death because ain't nobody in there with you except the chairs and the air conditioner. And then you, you, you try not to, <laughs> you try not to be bored. So you wind up going back into the church because that's where everybody at anyway. It was torture. It was torture, ladies and gentlemen, for 11, 12, 13, you all the way up till I was 17. And I used to be like, daddy, daddy going to the football game. I know he was going to the football game. Can't nobody tell me he wasn't going to the games on Friday, but I got to go to church. I'd be like, you big punk. <laughs> but see, stories like that, ladies and gentlemen, that you want to be funny. I didn't understand it then, but now I understand it now that I am adult and I have children on my own because at that time too, gangs was kicking up and a lot of the fights and shootings and stabbings and all other kind of stuff was going on at the football game and the basketball games. Even though I knew that I wouldn't have been a part of that crowd, but ladies and gentlemen, trouble will find you. And I didn't understand that. I thought that I was just in hell. I'm going to church seven days a week, but I'm in hell because <laughs> I was miserable. Anyway, let's move on. But again, be funny. Be funny. Uh, okay. Uh, people have people have a funny uh, a funny uh, guest. Uh, they share stories with the with the funny ending that relates to your book. And it's the same way. If I was to tie that into the book or tie it into my business, I would say, Hey, look, you got to have fun. When you are on this entrepreneurial journey, because if it becomes so robotic, you'll start resenting and wondering what in the world am I doing this for? See, having your own business and making your own money, it's fun. It's fun, ladies and gentlemen, when you are in a position to where you don't have to worry about point shaving on the bills. It's fun. It's fun when you can go and pay all of the bill off zero and you don't have to pay. You don't have to borrow half of this power bill to pay the water bill. And then you're going to double back over and try to catch up the, the gas bill next week. And then you got to pay cell phone bill. Then you got to buy groceries. See, that's not fun. That's not fun at all. But when you start making money, you start living this life as an entrepreneur, then it's great to when uh, 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 your children ask you uh, for things. That's fun. And you're able to give it to them. They don't have to wait till next week payday or wait in two weeks and all this other kind of stuff. That's not fun. But it's fun when you're living a life to where now you're doing what you really want to do. I ask that to all of my clients when they start taking my program. If time and money wasn't an issue, what would you really be doing? Because that's what I want to tap into. I want to get into what you would really be doing if you had the money and you had the time, because that's what I want to keep on the front of your mind, getting you there. All right. Uh, give free advice. We already covered that. Uh, um, uh, here, describe the client, uh, uh, describe a client. Uh, reference someone from your from from your business or from your book or from your past where you how you solve their problems. I always invite my clients and my guests onto the show, especially the ones that I've helped, the ones that have stuck with it, the ones that didn't get distracted or get didn't get discouraged. I would even like to have some of the ones that did get discouraged because now they'll see that hey, 
once you get your appetite wet of success, making money is easy. It's all duplication. You just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Um, do a ranking. Uh, uh, um, ask, ask, ask the people uh, uh, how to rank themselves. Uh, uh, you can do a ranking with celebrities. You can take the top 10 celebrities or the top 10, whether they're on the A list, B list, C list, or, or D list. You can rank them, ladies and gentlemen, and then point and draw the connection with what they are doing to what you are doing. I do that a lot with Kylie Jenner. I do that a lot with uh, uh, KB Lane, the, the the silent the silent TikToker. That brother now has he has made so much money. Uh, I read an article where he's getting six million dollars a post, a post per post. Every time he puts a post up. He's making $6 million. He has that many followers and he has that many companies that are running ads and campaigns on his platform that he, boom, he gets a check now. Now, how do I relate those to what I am doing as a social media marketer or an influencer? What they are doing on a daily basis, ladies and gentlemen, you can do the same they're no different than you all they're doing is consistency consistency is what makes us successful uh associate with a charity or a non-profit you can always tie into that uh, uh i connected my business just to give you guys an example one of my businesses premier leather crafters i connected that business to the va veterans Veterans are a nonprofit organization. They're all ex-military. Uh, I too was in the military. Um, but I, I connect that business to them because majority of your veterans are from a time era to where they they work with their hands. They love working with their hands. They get more satisfaction out of building something out of nothing than going on a computer and, and doing all of this stuff that's being done now. And with the leather industry, that is a lost, uh, it's a dying craft because more people are getting away from it because uh, it's expensive to do leather work, especially custom leather work. But there is no greater satisfaction than seeing other people wearing your product. A veteran, someone from that time era, even, and I come across a lot of them. They don't even, they're not even in it for the money. They in it for making their family something out of their hands. That, ladies and gentlemen, comes from the heart. That's something that you can't buy in a store. When you're sitting down at that leather table and, and you're sitting there tooling and working that leather with those tools, and then you come out with something that's old that nobody can even see. Only person saw it was the crafter themselves in their own head. And then now when you can get it completed and then everybody's talking about how beautiful it is. So I connected that business with the VA. And I have gone into various communities in various uh, 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 areas, and I'll go in and do a leather craft sh uh, uh, shop with veterans. 
I do another craft shop with veterans. Show them how to do. I don't show them how to do everything that I do, but to make a belt or a leather bracelet or a keychain or or, or a bookmarker or an incense holder, just little small stuff like that. Just to get them into that mind frame that, hey, listen, I appreciate y'all because y'all stayed enlisted longer than I would ever have. Anyway, uh, you can connect that way, too. Um, think visually. If you can't be booked uh, as a feature, try to go in on a panel. Now, you guys have always heard me talk about uh, being the KPI in your industry, being the key person of influence in your industry. And the way that you do that is, ladies and gentlemen, is through consistently posting, consistently dropping free game, consistently showing and sharing and dropping information to people. And then when people, again, being authentic, letting the people know that you know what you know. You have already gone through the fire, like Shaka Khan says. You've already gone through the fire. So when you go through the fire, then uh, uh, they already know that you're the person they need to talk to. So if you are a, ta a tax prep person, you want to be dropping so much game and dropping so many videos on your page that when people, they already familiar that you know what you're talking about. They're going to try, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, I got to get out of here. I got to get to my next business and I got to get some things going. You guys stay tuned. Uh, 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 I got some projects that I'm about to be releasing, but I want to thank you guys again for the support. Thank you guys for already grabbing a copy of Swimming with the Shark. Again, if you didn't catch it live, you can catch it on the replay, but grab you a pen and paper. And listen, I would challenge anybody. Look, when you get your first booking on a radio show or a podcast or a TV show, Hit me in the comments and let me know. Hey, listen, what you the information that you gave me, man, I got on there and I killed it. And I would even mind, ladies and gentlemen, if you let me know ahead of time before you even get on there, then I want to come on there and support you by watching the show as well. Hey, I'm going to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, uh, yeah. Lastly but not least, I want to thank the production company from Rated Babble for through with my new theme music, ladies and gentlemen. That I was running into BMI. BMI was trying to knock my block off with damn music from other artists. So what I did, I went and got one of the most honey producer in the street of Alabama and had him put together my own thing of music. Yeah, and he killed it, ladies and gentlemen. He killed it, he killed it, he killed it. I am RD Muhammad at plugged in. I'll see you guys on the other side. Peace.